This is an FOU Studios podcast. The Chris Hahn Show. America and welcome. This is the Chris Hod Show. I'm your host, Chris Hod. The truth is on the air and truthfully tonight, America. I am live on a Thursday night back to my regular night, at least this week, because the Islanders swept in the playoffs. So I'm live on LI News Radio and I'll be rebroadcasting at other places. So I'm live and I'm also live on Twitter right now for the first segment of this show. I'll be on Twitter. If you want to get in part of this national conversation, pick up the phone and call me 631-451-1039 is my number 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation tonight and what else will we be talking about America? The Mueller report came out today. The actual report, not uh, attorney general Barr's spin of the report. And uh, and somewhat lies of the report, frankly. I mean, he he made it pretty clear that he's that he didn't think that uh, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, refused to indict the president on obstruction uh, because of the Justice Department policy of not indicting a sitting president. But the special counsel pretty much said that's what he did. In fact, the special counsel said that if he could clear the president, he would have cleared the president, but he could not clear the president. And he laid out the the evidence as to why the president attempted to obstruct justice and may have, in fact, obstructed justice. You know, there's been all this talk about how there's no collusion. There's been all this talk about no collusion, but kind of hard to tell if there was actually collusion if the president is obstructing. That's the conclusion I make on collusion. Okay. And by the way, collusion is not a crime. Conspiracy is a crime. Coordination would have been a crime. Clearly in this report, and and again, it's 400 pages long. I haven't read the entire thing. I've read bits and pieces of it. I'll be talking about it all night tonight. I got Scott Dworkin joining me and I'll be on Fox at about 1130 tonight uh, talking about the report right after this show. So after you're done listening to me on uh, the radio or if you're streaming me at LINewsradio.com or you're watching me on Twitter, uh, check me out on Fox uh, at about uh, 1130 tonight. I'll be on talking about the report. But uh, pretty clearly clear to me in the report that the Russians were clearly trying to interfere with our election. The, the, The special counsel lays that out. And it's pretty clear that the Trump campaign knew about this and were happy about it. And, and welcomed it and maybe even encouraged it, but they did not actually coordinate with them. Okay, I'm happy that he you know, didn't commit treason during the campaign to get elected president. I'm not happy that he welcomed the help, welcomed the help of one of our biggest adversaries in the world. And, and this is a question I have for you, America, as you are listening to me tonight. Uh, do you believe that the president of the United States even though he may have been cleared on the collusion charges, clearly not cleared on obstruction, but is it okay for the president of the United States to knowingly welcome the support of one of our biggest adversaries on the world stage? Is it okay for the president to know that the Russians are interfering with this election and for him to be okay with it. And especially now that he is president and we know that the Russians are still trying to do that same exact thing. Is it okay that he's not doing enough to stop it? 
Uh, is that in the best interest of the United States of America? I don't even think it's in his best interest. I think he thinks he's he's above it and that they're going to support him and he's going to support them. And he's just he's just lost America, lost. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. 631-451-1039. So, you know, here we are. There is a report that lays out obstruction of justice. Now, for those of you out there who are saying, well, there was no underlying crime. How could there be obstruction of justice? Tell that to Bill Clinton. Tell that to Bill Clinton, America. Tell that to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, the first charge of impeachment was obstruction of justice. All of the charges related to Bill Clinton had something to do with some sort of obstruction of justice, perjury, obstruction of justice, things of that nature. Obstruction of justice can happen without the underlying crime, because you're not even sure if there was an underlying crime. If people are obstructing justice, how are you supposed to prove the crime if people are not telling you the truth or they're blocking the truth? And the president ordering his White House counsel to fire the special prosecutor who was hired to investigate this matter. And by the way, not just investigate the president, investigate Russian interference into the election and whether or not any American had helped them. He ordered Don McGahn to fire him. Now, America, uh, that sounds like obstruction to me. Just because Don McGahn was smart enough not to listen to that order because he didn't want to be part of another Saturday night massacre, just because that was, you know, he did the smart right thing, doesn't mean that obstruction of justice wasn't attempted here. It was. It was attempted obstruction of justice. If you attempt a murder, you are still charged with murder. The president of the United States obstructed justice. If you read this report, you don't even have to read it that carefully. You don't even have to read between the lines. He obstructed justice on multiple occasions. He had 10 attempts to, to obstruct justice. Uh, he, he told KT McFarland to lie about General Flynn's meetings with Kislyak. She wouldn't do it. A lot of people said no. Rob Porter, the guy who beat his wife and was dragged out of office, he was also told to obstruct justice and he refused. So America, the president, the president is without a doubt obstructing justice here. The question is, what do Democrats do about it? Now, uh, Steny Hoyer came out today and said impeachment's off the table. There's an election in less than 18 months. Let's get him there. And I, and I agree that ultimately, America, the president will be removed by the voters at the polls. I think that that is a foregone conclusion that uh, getting a Republican controlled United States Senate to vote to remove this president from office is not going to happen. They are a bunch of sheep. They are a bunch of (laughs) sheep. They don't they don't care about the country. Mitch McConnell doesn't care about America. Mitch McConnell cares about holding power. He cares about power, America. He does not care about this country. He does not care about the Constitution to the United States. He cares about power. So getting the United States Senate to remove this president is just something that's not going to happen. But does that mean that the House of Representatives should not do its duty and not further investigate this president? that they should not further investigate this president and maybe even bring impeachment charges and let the House, let the Senate do what it might, what might want to do. Can they, should they do that? And by the way, I got people, you know, on the right tweeting at me that Trump won because Hillary is a criminal. Well, okay, Hillary 
had emails on a different server. The president of the United States was actively obstructing justice while president and may have been actually coordinating with a foreign power. We don't know because he wouldn't be interviewed. He wouldn't be interviewed, America. Bill Clinton was interviewed. George H.W. Bush was interviewed. Nixon was interviewed. There, you know, there is there is uh, there is lots of precedent for presidents being interviewed in these situations. But this president would have fought it to the death. And the special counsel actually said uh, in the in the uh, in the Mueller report, he said uh, that he didn't want to fight it because it would have delayed the process too much. But he laid out a case for Congress. I believe that's what he did. I believe he laid out a case for Congress. And I believe now it's up to Congress to determine what happens. And I believe that the House of Representatives should immediately start hearings on the Mueller report. Whether or not those hearings become impeachment hearings, whether they uh, decide to try to impeach this president, which I believe will end in acquittal, which would be a nice headline for Trump at some point in you know late October of next year, right in the middle of an election. But I don't know. I think the House of Representatives has a responsibility to hold this president accountable. And if this president obstructed justice, which I believe he did, I believe he obstructed justice, then I believe that they should do what they need to do. They should do what they need to do to make sure that the public knows how bad this was. And that this is reminded, that the public is reminded of this again and again and again and again between now and November 2020. Because we have a president of the United States who thinks he's above the law. And we have an attorney general of the United States who also thinks the president is above the law. An attorney general of the United States who did not act as the attorney general of the United States today. He acted as the president's defense attorney. This is a guy who's been a prosecutor most of his adult life, and he acted as the president's defense attorney today. He was spinning that report in a way that two hours later we knew was an absolute bold-faced lie. The attorney general of the United States, America, spun a report in a way that we know is an absolute bold-faced lie. So what's Congress going to do about it? What should Congress do about it? That's the question I have for you tonight, America. That is the question I have for you. What should Congress do about it? Should they sit on their hands and wait till November? Should they mount a strong campaign uh, to oust the president through impeachment, which could backfire? Or should they do nothing? Should they just continue investigations in, uh, in Congress the way they've been investigating uh, this president all along, which I feel, quite frankly, the president has not responded, not taken seriously. Uh, they are, he is ignoring subpoenas. He is fighting them on everything. And I expect him to do that. He's the FU president. He is the FU president. Oh, you want me to come? You want me to give you my tax returns? F you. This is a president who wants you to think he's rich and won't show you his tax, tax returns. He wants you to believe he's smart, but doesn't want you to see his grades. And wants you to believe he's innocent, but he won't testify. He won't testify. No, no, not this man. No, no. He will not testify. He will not testify. He will not testify. So it is a, it is a, uh, it is, I don't know if I want to say this is a dark day for the Republic or a bright day for the Republic. Because I think today is a day, you know, the president for the last four weeks has had his stoogie out there. Uh, the attorney general of the United States, who's a, you know, a stooge for the president, had him out there for the last 
couple of weeks, basically saying the president's been exonerated. And the report basically says the president was not exonerated. And in fact, the report says if the special counsel could have exonerated the president, they would have exonerated the president the way they did on the collusion side of it. He was not exonerated on obstruction. So we now know, we now know that the special counsel felt that there was evidence to prosecute the president of the United States on obstruction of justice. The president of the United States, the man charged, absolutely charged with being responsible for enforcing our laws, obstructed justice, got in the way of the enforcement of our laws. The man charged with enforcing our laws. I I mean, look, I mean, I, 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 I know what's going on on Sean Hannity's show tonight and, and other shows where they're, you know, I, I heard Sean's radio show earlier. They're like, you know, high-fiving each other. If this report came out about President Hillary Clinton, how would Sean have reacted to it if the special counsel said they could not exonerate Hillary Clinton? She'd be public enemy number one. They would have, they would have torches outside the White House right now, America. They would have torches outside the White House. So, you know, don't buy any of this nonsense by right-wing pundits. I know you've been listening to right-wing pundits on most of these stations I'm on all day long. Do not buy in to the hype. They are wrong. They are liars. They are taking this story and they are spinning it for the sole benefit of propaganda for the president of the United States. And that's why this report is so important. That's why the Congress of the United States has to make sure that this report is talked about for the next 18 months, whether it's through impeachment or whether it's through a continuous parade of witnesses. They should investigate. They should have public hearings of everyone investigated by the the special counsel. Every single witness should be called and make them stand in front of the cameras in front of Congress and testify to what they know. I want Don McGahn on the stand for three days. I want Mueller on the stand for a week. I want KT McFarlane on the stand. I want General Flynn on the stand. I want to know. I want to know what happened. Everybody lied. The, the, the president's press secretary said to the general counsel, spe- I keep saying the general counsel, to the special counsel, that she lies on a daily basis for this president. That some of the things she says from the podium of the White House podium, from the White House press room, have no basis in fact. How could anybody in America believe anything anybody from that administration says again? The adults have left that administration. There is no more General Mattis. There is no more General McMasters. And there is no more General uh, Kelly. They're all gone. They're all gone, America. A lot of the people who said, no, Mr. President, and I won't do that, no longer work for the president. McCann is gone. He's the, the white, he was the White House counsel who said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have a Saturday night massacre. He even called it a Saturday night massacre because the president called him on a Saturday night. I mean, this president doesn't know enough about history that he was trying to fire the guy who was investigating him on Saturday night. Could you believe that? Can you absolutely believe that? So, America, I want to know what Congress should do. I want to know what Congress should do. 631-451-1039 is my number. I am live on a Thursday night. What should Congress do? What should Congress do? How should they handle this? How should we handle it as Americans? 
you know, there's been four weeks of spin by Trump's people and no movement in his political numbers. No movement. His poll numbers are about 43%, which is exactly where he's always been. Now, I know there are a couple fake Rasmussen polls out there that have him up. Nope. 43% is his polling average now. 43%. So are they going to go up? Are they going to go down? I think they're going to go down. I know it's, you know, he, he releases this report on Holy Thursday, right before Easter, right before Passover. Everybody's going on vacation next week. Congress isn't even in session. You know, I think he thinks it's going to go away by the end of the vacation. I don't think so. I think there's going to be hearing after hearing after hearing after hearing after hearing. And the president of the United States is going to get crazier and crazier. If you noticed this morning, America, he fired off 10 or 20 tweets this morning because he was he was feeling so insecure because he had read the report or he had somebody read him the highlights of the report. Right. He had somebody read him the high because we know he's not going to read a 400 page report. Let's be let's be very clear. So we had somebody read him the report. And uh, that person freaked him out. And the president was freaked out, so he started hate-tweeting all morning, and then he started tweeting how he was exonerated and how it was like he did, he did some weird Game of Thrones uh, tweet that said, Game over, radical leftists. You mean conservatives who are also accusing you of being a corrupt fool? I mean, I just want to be very clear. It's not just Democrats. It's not just liberals. It's moderates and conservatives and people who are nonpartisan. They all think that you've obstructed justice, and they all think you should leave. It's just a question of how we get you to leave, right? It's just a question of how America gets you to leave right now, Mr. President. It is not a question of whether or not they want you to leave. 56% of Americans want you to leave. 56%. So for all you right-wing nuts out there calling yourself the majority, 56% of Americans, that represents a majority. You are a small, ever-shrinking, aging, and dying minority. And pretty soon you'll be gone. And the president will be gone too. It's just a question of when. And I don't think it's going to be through impeachment, America, because the sheep in the Senate won't ever convict this guy because they only care about their their cushy government offices and the Senate pen and the Senate gym or whatever else. And they don't care about America. They don't care about this country. They care about power, holding power, wielding power, using power. That's what they care about. So to think that this man might get impeached and removed, that is a bridge I think is too far. So it comes down to the election and there needs to be a candidate that's going to fight this president, that's going to stand up to this president. And people got to unite behind that candidate whoever he or she may be and bring it home and try to end this crazy, mad, disheveled, chaotic presidency run by an insecure, thin-skinned punk who's lied to his people and they don't even care because I know a lot of conservatives out there, they don't even care that the president has lied to them. They know he's lied to them. But they don't even care. They're like, Congress should be doing its job and doing other things besides going after Trump. Oh, yeah, because the Republican Congress got a whole lot done. I mean, how many Benghazi hearings were there? 18? 
And all of them came to the same conclusion that there was nothing, no crime committed. But you had 18 committees. All right, 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. Conservatives, listen up. The truth is on the air. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back. I am live and I'm taking your calls at 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, it's Thursday night. The Mueller report has been released. I will be on Fox News tonight at 11 o'clock, 1130, actually, to be exact. And I'll be on tomorrow night at eight o'clock on Fox News. And guess what? I'm back on Janine Pirro this Saturday night at 930. For all you've been missing me on the Judge Janine Pirro show, I guess they got tired of having wimpy progressives on, and she wanted to have that fight with that little bit of tension that we have. So uh, I think it's going to be a good night. I miss the judge. I think she misses me. I really only missed two shows. I mean, it had to be off once for me. Uh, Then she was suspended for a couple of weeks, and then the last two weeks they've had these like really bad debates, and I think they want the fireworks, you know, the viral video fireworks that I bring. That only I bring, because I bring it every time. I don't take no for an answer on that show. I don't. I tell them the truth. It's like Harry Truman used to say. He used to say, give him hell, Harry. He said, I don't give him hell. I just tell the truth, and they feel like they're in hell. And my job is to make you think, America. My job is to make you think. If you are on the right side of politics, if you're on the far right spectrum, I just want you to think. I want you to question everything and everyone, and that's the problem I see. There are too many people who do not ask questions. They do not ask questions. They follow blindly. And they follow this president blindly, knowing that he's a crook. That I don't understand. Now, I get that there are some people who follow a priest blindly or they follow a political leader blindly who, you know, maybe has built up some sort of trust over the years. But you talk to Trump supporters and they know he's a liar. They know he's a cheat. They know he's committed fraud in his lifetime. They know all these things about him and they still follow him blindly. He's still their leader. And they're willing to just go along with him no matter what. And now we've got a report that outlined some of his lies and obstruction while he was president. Not from like weepy liberals. The testimony that is used in this report is it's not from me, America. It's not from Hillary Clinton. It's not Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi telling you what they think of Donald Trump. It's what his own staff say about him. 
the people who worked for him during the first two years of his presidency. It's testimony from them that should be giving you pause about who this man is and what he represents and the danger he is to this country and to the office of the presidency. This is what I really need you to take away from this report. Who was saying this in this report? It wasn't me. It wasn't a liberal plot. Robert Mueller is a registered Republican, America. The people who he talked to were all, for the most part, former employees or current employees of the current president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Don McGahn, who's all over this report right now, was the White House counsel. As big a job as there is in the White House, frankly, America, as big a job, it's as big as it's as important a job as chief of staff to the president. And he basically accused the president of obstruction of justice and said he wasn't going to be party to obstruction of justice. Didn't quit over it, which is, you know, that's the thing I don't get. Don McGahn should have quit over it. He should have resigned. He should have taken the high road. And I hear all these people out there talking about how what a great guy Don McGahn was. No, Don McGahn, you should have resigned that night. And you should have told the world what this man was trying to do that night. You should have brought this to a head then. And now you're trying to rehabilitate your reputation so you can get a job in a white, white shoe law firm. Why didn't you resign that night, Don McGahn? Why didn't you do it? I mean, what was going through your mind? Are you like your cushy job in the White House? I, I don't even understand. I don't understand. It's a tough job. You're working for half the pay you could be making on the free market. Did you think you'd be untouchable if you resigned in, if you resigned over that? Did you do you think you would be untouchable in the job force if you resigned over that? I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Mike, Mike, <laughs> he's putting a call up for me and I, I can't see that name. What, what is that? Is that right? <laughs> Sacred? Sacrib? Sacrib. Or is it Zachary? Sacrib. All right, I'm going to go to, he didn't say where he was calling. Was he calling from Mars with a name like that? All right, 631-451-1039. Let me go to the phones. Let me go to Sacrib from Mars. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing, am I saying your name right? No, it's Sacrib, but uh, I guess you could call me Mars. I could call you Mars? Why not? All right, Mars, how you doing, my man? What's on your mind? I was just listening to your radio show. I actually left work. I work at MacArthur. I was like, ah, let me give it a shot. Let me listen to his radio show. And uh, I heard about the Mueller reports, and I was kind of inquisitive what your thoughts are on that. Well, I mean, my thoughts are that we should all read it, first of all. We should digest it. And we should understand that the Mueller report, you know, basically says, you know, you know, the thing that I think everybody should understand, this is a line from the Mueller report. From Robert Mueller, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment. That in and of itself should give everybody in this country pause about the president and what he did 
to cover up crimes he may have committed and to obstruct justice. So it is it is it is scary to me that this man is still in charge of our law enforcement. I don't know how you feel about it, Sacrab. I like the, the crazy thing that I think uh, all about this is that uh, you know after these reports came out, they're pretty much saying this guy might have lied about this stuff. Like now, to me, I feel like why would he lie if he was already like disbarred? He can't even practice law. He can't even do anything. <laughs> And client privileges are done and over with. So, like, I mean, what reasons does he? Have I don't think that Cohen. Him? I don't think that Cohen lied when he went to Congress. You know, I don't know that you could. You could. I don't know that you could convict somebody on Cohen's testimony because he's admitted he's an admitted liar. But it, yeah. he seemed pretty repentant to me, Sacrib. And frankly, you know, the Mueller report goes a lot deeper than than Cohen, and there's a lot more in it. And it and and the people who are quoted in that report are not wishy washy liberals. They're people who the president of the United States hired to serve in his administration. And the case that right. they make paints an ugly picture of this president and how he's both running the White House and and really looking after himself when he should be looking after the nation. So, Sacrab, I appreciate your call. Keep listening. Thanks, man. Six three one four five one one zero three nine six three one four five one one zero three nine. I just didn't know how to say it. I've never seen a Q without a U. So, but he seemed like a nice guy. Thanks for calling, Sacrib. Um, we'll call him Mars though. He wants to be called Mars. I think Mars is a pretty cool name. I I would go by that. But uh, I like Sacrib too, if I'm saying it right. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. This is the point I'm trying to make, America. Blind loyalists to Trump that may be listening to me still. I don't know if you were able to survive the first half hour. But if you're a blind loyalist to the president of the United States, a man that um, a man that clearly, clearly is chaotic and clearly is more interested in himself. Would, would open his presidential daily brief meetings by asking people to prove that there was no obstruction, go out there and state there was no collusion. I mean, these are, these are words given, these are statements given by people who worked for him. A president who told the Attorney General of the United States, then Attorney General of the United States, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions, yeah! When Jefferson Sessions told him, that the special counsel had been appointed. The president of the United States said he was ruined and that his president was over, presidency was over, and he was totally effed. That's in the report, America. The president thought he was totally effed. I guess he didn't, he didn't count on the fact that Sean Hannity and other people would just whine and complain about this report and just do whatever they can to continuously brainwash the 40% of Americans that still believe in this president. And they, for some reason, have refused to turn their back on this man. For some reason, they continue to support him, no matter what, through thick or thin. I don't get it. I don't understand the blind loyalty. A guy who has shown himself to be a liar who has shown himself to be a cheat. These people know that he's a liar and a cheat. Yet whatever he says is good by them. They know he's a liar and a cheat, but whatever he says is good by them. How could people be so cynical? How can people be so cynical to still support this guy at this point? I don't get it. I, I don't get it because if this report came out about Hillary Clinton, all the cheerleaders on the right that are cheerleading for Donald Trump right now 
would be tripping over themselves to call for her removal. And they would be calling. And, and, and this is another thing. You know, this is why, like, I am not taking impeachment off the table. For me, impeachment's still on the table, America. Because what would they do right now? What would the message of the right be if this was a Democratic president? What would they be saying right now? They would absolutely be calling on the removal of this president, calling for the removal of this president. They would be asking every member of Congress that came on their programs, that talked to them, if they supported removing this president. That's what they'd be doing, Mike. They'd be asking every single person, where do you stand on impeachment? And if they were against impeachment, they would be for getting rid of that member of Congress. That's where they'd be right now. They wouldn't be saying, well, you know, it's a split verdict. He's clear on, uh, on uh, collusion, but he's not clear on obstruction. They would not be saying split verdict, America. That would not be the talking points on the right today if this was President Hillary Clinton's report. No, no, no. Not even a little bit. No, they'd be, they'd be calling for blood. They'd be calling for their head, and they'd be calling out every member of their party that didn't go along with it. Let me go to the phone. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. Don't forget, I got Scott Dworkin coming up at the top of the hour. 631-451-1039. Let me go to Vinny and Shirley. Vinny, how you doing, man? How you doing, Chris? Good. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Well, I listen to the report. You know, everybody, it doesn't matter. It, It makes no difference because if Christ came down and pointed to Trump's side and said he's innocent of all, all evils, the Democrats would still have something to say. About By the way, and vice versa, if Christ came down and said he's guilty, the, uh, the people on Trump's side would probably say, you know what, Jesus, go to hell. That's what they would say. Mm-hmm. If Jesus came down off the cross at, at mass on Sunday morning, when you go to church and uh, wherever, you know, you go to St. Pat's in, in Ronkakama, I don't know where you go, Vinny, but if, if Christ came down off the church cross and said Trump was guilty, Trump supporters would still not care. They would be like, we know he's guilty. We still like him. That's what they would say. That's my problem here. My problem is the blind loyalty, Vinny. I want people to say, you know what? Yeah, he's a bad guy, and maybe we should be questioning him a little more. Now, listen, I'm a registered Democrat. I always vote Democrat because they're in favor of unions. I'm a union man. I vote Democrat. But the thing with Hillary is I looked at her. It's it's like, couldn't you guys have brought up somebody better? You know, Vinny, you know, Vinny, when Trump, when, when Trump, if Trump gets a second term and he eliminates unions, you get what you deserve if that's how you voted. Because let me tell you, that's who these people are. These people don't want you to be organized. They don't want you to have the right to organize. It's in their DNA. And Trump, especially, he's been busting unions his entire life. So, you know what? You know, you might not. If you think for a second that his policies benefit you, Vinny, you're out of your mind. But look at you Democrats that are given the right to work states. So they're against the union. Nah, Vinny, the right to work states are all Republicans. They are all Republicans and they are coming for your job. They are coming for, oh no, they're not coming for your job. They just want you to work for $9 an hour, no benefits and no work rules. That's what they want. They don't want you to be able to organize. They don't want you to have a pension. My dad was a teamster, Vinny. And there's one thing I care about more than anything is your right to organize. And when I hear a union guy talking about the fact that they support Donald Trump, nothing gets me madder, Vinny. Thanks for your call. 631-451-1. 
1039. It's called a false paradox, Vinny. Look it up. There is nothing good about what that guy's doing for you if you are in labor. If you are a member of labor and you work in a union and you think that Donald Trump is for you, you need to go get your head examined. I know a guy. He's got gifted hands. He's now the secretary of HUD. His name is Ben Carson. Give him a call. Sorry, Vinny. If that's what you want, if that's what you think is good, you're wrong. 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. Mike, I don't know if anybody's going to want to call me after that kind of tirade I just went on, right? I mean, it's like, I'm a little fired up. What's new? You always do this. Hey, you know, but like, you know, people got to live within their, they got to understand who they are. Right? I mean, you put Hillary up. Well, you know, just do a little research. It's old, you know. You know, you mean the woman who was 100% pro-union versus the guy who was representing the party who was 100% anti-union? Uh, I think it's in your best interest, Vinny. How's that tax cut working out for you? How, what, you get $45? Oh, but you know what? Your pension's going away. <laughs> 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039 is your number. If you want to be part of the national conversation, the first thing they'll do if the Democrats lose control of the House of Representatives, really, quite frankly, they put judges on the Supreme Court, Vinny. Here's the thing you should be afraid of, Vinny, because you probably like, you know, I kind of like that Trump puts these conservative judges on the bench who are for law and order and who, for, who are against a woman's right to choose. You know what else they're against? Unions. You. They're, in fact, that's the thing they'll actually get done. Because they're not going to be able to ban abortion. That's never going to happen in America. Okay, that would be the end of the Republican Party as you know it. But they absolutely will be able to ban unions. So good luck with that, Vinny. Good luck. Sorry, Vinny. I don't mean to talk to Vinny like that. I feel bad now. He's a listener. He called in. He tried. Vinny, I love you. Sorry. I'm talking to a generic Vinny, not you particularly. Okay, not you particularly generic union guy who voted Republican this year. And not so much the generic union guy who voted Republican in the state of New York, the generic union guy who voted Republican in Michigan, who's probably really mad that he did right now. Or the generic Republican guy who voted who voted for Trump in, in Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Indiana or, or New Mexico, a state where it mattered. Those are the guys who better wake up. And they better wake up and I don't care who's on the other side. Wake up! If a piece of celery with a health care plan runs, you better vote for that piece of celery. That's what I got to say to you, generic union guy. Because the other guy is going to appoint judges that are going to get rid of your union. He already did. He's already doing it. 631-451-1039. Ah, she's calling right now. I got like a minute left. I'll pick up my buddy, Terry from Patchogue. Terry! I'm very proud of you, Chris. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because you kind of apologized to that Vinny guy. I, like <laughs> I felt bad. I, was, I wasn't really mad at him. He's got to know. Well, I'm, an, a, I'm mad at the generic well, union guy that votes Republican, which is, I know is out there. It drives me nuts. But, but you want people to call and debate you, then I don't like it when you make fun of people. I don't like that. 
you kind of like it. <laughs> Let's be clear. It's part of the charm. It's fun. It's show business. Come on. You're part of the big yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, well... I missed your opening, so I'll listen to your show the rest of the time. Well, party. listen to the opening, and, and actually, you might be able to find it on my Twitter page right now, because I did it via video, and I'll be on TV tonight at 11, and I'll be on TV tomorrow at 8, and I'll be on The Judge this weekend, back for, I guess I've been two months since oh, I've been off. Okay. I'll be back on The Judge, so uh, check did it out. Did you see the cat? Did you see the kitty cat I sent you on Twitter? I did not, but I'll look for it later. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, all right. All right, Terry, thanks for calling. I only got about 30 seconds left. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. 631-451-1039 is the number. Yeah, I mean, look, guys, I'm not Vinny. I'm not I'm not upset with you particularly, okay? I don't think you're a bad guy. It's a generic thing. There's a generic kind of person. And he lives in Wisconsin. And he's afraid he's going to lose his job. And he heard some nonsense from this maniac from New York who was really just grifting him. And I hope they know right now that that maniac from New York who was grifting him is a fraud and they changed their mind in 2020. That's what I'm hoping. Because if they don't, we've got some serious problems. But I think that they did. I think they woke up in 2018. That's why there's a Democratic governor in both Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. So they're all done. All right, 631-451-1039. I'll take your calls in a little while. I got Scott Dworkin joining me on the other side of the break. You are listening to The Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. Like what you hear? Grow a pair. Pick up the phone and try to tell him why he's wrong. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. I am back. I am live, and I'll take your calls the rest of the way. 631-451-1039. If you want to be part of the national conversation, pick up the phone, give me a call, and, you know, stay tuned, America. I'll be on television tonight at 11.30. I will be on with Shannon Breen on Fox News, and tomorrow night at 8 p.m., I will be on with the Tucker Carlson, my regular Friday night spot on Tucker Carlson. And then on Saturday, I return to my regular spot on Justice with Judge Jeanine Pirro at, uh, I think that's 9.30 p.m. And then on Monday, I'll be on with the other show I do, Martha McCallan. And then on Thursday, I'll be on some other stuff. Anyway, I got a lot of TV coming up. Just uh, check out at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Don't forget, download my new podcast, The Aggressive Progressive Podcast. It is now available wherever you get your podcasts. Not just iTunes, Mike. I like that. I'm on Spotify, Pandora, like a million different places where people get their podcast. Your, your mic's broke, Mike. There you go. Yeah. I like that name. It's cool. Yeah, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Yeah, it's cool. And it, it's, uh, it's out there. Uh, Aggressive Progressive Podcast is available on Revolver, Revolver Podcast. It's my new initiative, mm-hmm. uh, and it is pretty cool. I think you'll like it. Check it out. And uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Christopher Hahn. And I'm on, uh, what's the other thing we do? Instagram, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. I'm on that, too. And for some reason, nobody wants to, fo- nobody wants to, nobody wants to follow me. 
I'm not pretty. Well, you're like more you. of a typer, so I feel like Twitter's more your your uh, avenue. What are you saying? I'm not a looker, Mike. No, well, you, you don't. Do you take a lot of pictures and post them? Nonsense. No, I, I take do. pictures of my tie before I go on the air. That's yeah, been my yeah, thing. Yeah, now yeah. I go, hey, look at the tie I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And people say, oh yeah. The reason I do that, Mike, you know why I do that? Because Instagram won't verify me. Oh, that's right. That's I'm right. verified that's on that's Twitter because I'm a national celebrity. I'm on television seven days a freaking week. And for some reason, Instagram won't give me my name, which is Christopher Hahn, right? Mm-hmm. It won't give me it like I'm, I'm Christopher Hahn on Twitter with a check mark next to me. But Instagram won't give me a check mark. And I think that's I think that's thwarting my followers. <laughs> if only I had that check mark, I'd be followed by more people because I everybody wants to follow an old white guy, you know. Of course. It's, you know, it's, it's fine. They want to know how many, how many miles I ran this day. And by, by the way, the Biddleman show Sunday, Sunday night at seven, seven o'clock. Yeah. Who do you got on this week? Nobody, just me. Just you? Just me. You both. don't have the cast of thousands this week? No. Wow. So, oh wow! Going to go live actually. Were you wearing sunglasses when you were interviewing yourself? That's what America wants to know. 100%. Were you wearing the sunglasses? Oh, because you had the camera on. Yeah, you had the camera on. <laughs> so you flipped it. You flipped the screen so you could see yourself. You were wearing <laughs> sunglasses while you were interviewing yourself. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that would be funny. Don't forget to catch it. It's a great show. I've been listening. Thanks, bud. I will listen this week. Is this your first solo show? Uh, no, no. I've done it before in the past. What did you talk about? By yourself in the past. What do you talk about this week? This week I'm talking about student loan forgiveness, just a little some debt stuff. Are you get into politics now? Who are you, yeah. Bernie Sanders? Oh, man, what are you going to do? Uh, you should have had, had, me, people you want. had me as a guest. You know why? I'd love to have you on. I have eighty thousand dollars in student loan debt. Mike. Do you really? Still. Holy <laughs> okay. All right. We'll I've been out that. of law school since 1999. I've been paying back my loan every single month since uh-huh. 2001. Holy. And I have 14 more, 12 more years to go. Ugh. 12 more years and I'll be out of debt. 500 bucks a month. 500 bucks a month. Holy smokes. Yeah. It, talk about things that suck. Yeah. That's the check I hate writing the most. <laughs> Definitely. It is the check I hate write, writing the most that it gets written. I don't even write that check. It just yeah. comes out of my account. It's been coming out of my account every week for... Uh, 16 years now, and uh, we'll be coming out of my 18 years. I'll be coming out of my account for another uh, 12 years. Yeah, so, so I got a buddy coming on, uh, my buddy Corey. He, he specializes in uh, student loan forgiveness, debt forgiveness, and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not eligible for any of those programs, uh, and that drives me nuts. That's so, insane. I, you know, it's 500 bucks. That's, that's another that's, thing. That's why I, I, I always say I don't use my law license that much, but I practice enough law every month. Yeah. To pay back that student loan. There you go. I do a little side hustle with law. I there make at go. least 500 bucks a month practicing <laughs> law. So if you get arrested, give me a call. Gotcha. There you go. <laughs> 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. Look, I've been talking about the Mueller report all night, and I'm going to keep talking about the Mueller report. I'm probably going to keep talking about the Mueller report uh, for several weeks because it is on my mind, and it should be on your mind. And... um it is something that we should really be paying attention to. You know, Mike, it's a crazy thing. It is, uh, it's something that America should understand and digest. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here tonight and claim that I've read every page because I haven't. Uh, it came out. It wasn't available till 11 o'clock. And uh, it wasn't available till 11 o'clock. And I read some of it. I will read more of it tomorrow. I'll read a lot of it over the weekend. I'm going to finish it over the weekend. Uh, but I'll be doing some TV appearances about it tonight, tomorrow. And I will read the parts of it that are pertinent to those appearances. But I will not have finished the entire report before my appearances because I got a lot of appearances going on. But we need to read it. We need to understand it. We need to hear from the people 
who the report was written about and by. And I expect that over the next couple of weeks and months, we are going to do that. The question is, will it matter to the 41% of embedded Trump voters who, regardless, who if he would have walked, like you know, he was right when he said if he walked out onto Fifth Avenue and put a bullet in somebody's head, they would still vote for him. Will it matter to them? That's the question I want you to answer, America. What's it going to take? 631-451-1039 is my number. 631-451-1039. I'll go to Mars. I think we should all go to Mars. How you doing, Mars? It's Mars again. How are you? What's on your mind? I don't know. Ever since I left work, I've been listening, and uh, you got me hooked on this. There you go. Well, I, I hope I, I aim to entertain, Mars, and I aim to inform. I'm definitely going to follow you on the podcast. But uh, when you brought up the Clintons, you brought a thing to my mind. I remember I, when I was a kid, I'm 26 years old, I used to listen to LimeWire, and they used to always uh, come up with this thing, like I did not have sexual relationships with that woman. Yep. So I was thinking about that. Like, just imagine Trump did something like that. What would happen now? I think if nothing. I honestly think that the Republicans would support him 100% and he wouldn't get removed. There'd be no, there'd I mean, be no impeachment. There'd be no nothing. The, you know, he said, grab him by the, you know what? That didn't say anything. They still elected him. Exactly. Now, all, all this happens. All this happens. And yet everybody's putting a blind eye. But poor Bill Clinton had a little fun under the table, you know. Exactly. Well, Mars, tell a friend. Your radio's on. You give me some reverb. But thanks for your call, brother. All right. right. 631-451-1039. All right. I got a new fan. Mars. All right. That's one. (laughs) I've only been doing this for six years. (laughs) 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039 if you want to be part of the national conversation. We've got to understand what's in it. And we've got to understand that the people who wrote it, not the people who wrote it, the people who it was written about, the people who gave the testimony that led to this report, were not liberals. They were Trump's own appointees, his hand-picked appointees. Don McCann was not a liberal. He was not going on the Rachel Maddow show and going home and uh, you know uh, listening to NPR on the drive home. No, that's not who he was. He is a dyed-in-the-wool conservative who was the Trump administration's pick to be White House counsel, a job so close to the president, its door is next door to the chief of staff. That's who it is. That's one of the guys who... who Gave the evidence that was damning of this president in this report. This guy said the president called him on a Saturday night and said, go fire Robert Mueller on a Saturday night. You would think since he had a campaign manager who had a tattoo of Nixon on his back that he would have gotten the symbolism of another Saturday night massacre and what that would have meant to America at the time. You would have think that a guy who spent all that time, not just during the presidential campaign, but he's known Roger Stone since the 80s. You would think he would understand the symbolism of trying to fire the special counsel on a Saturday night. Don McGahn should have quit. Everybody wants to say Don McGahn's a saint. Don McGahn should have quit. He should have resigned. Like the people close to Nixon did. They resigned. They say resigned 
rather than following through with that criminal act. Don McGahn just said no. He didn't do the criminal act, but he didn't resign over the request. He was given an order by the President of the United States that he did not take up. Now, that's the question I want to ask Don McGahn when he is brought to Congress to testify. Was there an order? Like, was like Reince Priebus was chief of staff at the time. What, did Reince Priebus have a rule that if the president gave an order not to do it? Because that's not good either, right? We have a civilian who was elected president of the United States. Now, look, I, you shouldn't be following through with illegal orders. But was there a standing rule not to obey the president? So do we have a president who is so chaotic, so unpredictable, so outside the, the, the realm of normal behavior by an executive that his staff is told in no uncertain terms, do not execute orders that he gives without confirming them with, you name it, whether it be the chief of staff or the secretary of defense or somebody like that. Is that what we have right now in the White House? And if so, America, is that okay with you? Are you okay with that? Do you think it's okay for the president of the United States to be so chaotic and corrupt that his own staff, his hand-picked staff, says, belay that order to everything he says? Check with me first. Check with me first on presidential orders. Is it okay? Are you okay with that? Because that should scare you, America, because one of these days he's going to fire so many people that he's only going to have toadies around him, which is basically what he's got now. I, I really think that right now you've got the not the B team because he's fired and gone through so many staffs. You got the like the E team, people who never would be working in the White House or working for this president right now. Led by Stephen Miller, who's a psychopath who was stuffed in one too many lockers as a child at Santa Monica and became very spiteful about it and for some reason blames immigration for it. But the people who might have been holding back the, you know, you know, you know, Katie bar the doors here, the people who may have been holding the president back from his worst demons are not there right now. General McMasters is not there anymore. General Kelly is not there anymore. General Mattis is not there anymore. Rex Tillerson is not there anymore. Even Jeff Sessions, who, you know, I disagree with politically, at least he had some sense of the institutions. But the people who were holding him back against his worst impulses, no longer there. So what if he has a crazy impulse now? Who's there to protect the country from the president when the president's actions or orders are not in the best interest of the country or the presidency? There's nobody there. There's nobody there. I don't think Kellyanne Conway is going to stop him from doing whatever he wants. I don't think Mick Mulvaney is going to stop him from doing whatever he wants. In fact, Mick Mulvaney is doing some of the worst things in this administration on purpose. You know, remember when the uh, Special Olympics was cut out of the budget? Remember that? Mick Mulvaney. Mick Mulvaney. Yeah. 
the president's chief of staff, his budget director. And I also think he's the director of another agency, the Consumer Protection Bureau, which was protected to, which was created to protect you from banks using predatory lending to screw you. But the president doesn't care. And by the way, it's not screwing me. I could go to a real bank and I can negotiate a rate. It's it's screwing you, Trump voter, making under $100,000 a year. It's screwing you. But you don't care. You don't care. You don't believe me when I tell you it. You're like, oh, I like my payday loan. I'll take my $75 fee to get my $400 check cash two days early. Yeah, that's predatory lending. That's like a 25% fee or a 25% fee for a two-day loan. So the APR on that is probably like 600%. Predatory. Not good. Oh, but it's convenient. No, it's predatory. It's not good. And there was an agency created to protect you, which the president of the United States has torn apart. The guy in charge of that agency has two other jobs, and that's his least important job to him. The Consumer Protection Bureau. Created by Elizabeth Warren, by the way, to protect you from banks trying to steal from you. And it worked under Obama. And it's not working under Trump. And it's hurting working white middle class people who are getting screwed. People who vote for Trump. Like the union guys who call in and say, oh, Hillary. Well, Hillary's not running in 2020. I'm sure that the president will do his best to demonize whoever is running against him. I was shocked the other night when I was on Laura Ingram and they were attacking, uh, they were attacking Mayor Pete Buttigieg. They were saying Mayor Pete was as radical as some of these freshmen in Congress. And I asked, I said, why? I said, why is Mayor Pete there? He's like middle of the road, milk toast. What's radical about Mayor Pete? What's radical about Medicare for all who wants it? You don't want it. You don't have to have it. Go get your private insurance. Nobody's telling you to get off your insurance. Medicare for all who wants it. What's radical about Mayor Pete? Because he's gay? Well, he was a Rhodes Scholar and a veteran too. And he's smart as hell. And there's nothing radical about him. He's the exact opposite of Donald Trump, if you ask me. Mike wants to get out. You like Mayor Pete? A lot, a lot actually. Yeah, so. he's surging right now. He's at like I, I saw his. Uh, he was just on TMZ actually. For like the whole, the whole, the whole show was just them interviewing him. TMZ. Yeah, and interviewing him in a good way, not like a no, scand- in a, no, in a good way. Yeah, like, like not in a scandalous way. You parked no, on the no. pavement. No, he was actually he was in studio with them. It was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so check that out, TMZ. Yeah, and, and, and yet somehow he's now, because he's a front runner, uh, the conservatives are testing out like attacks on him. I was on and it was crazy. I was like, wait a minute. They had a picture of like radical liberals uh, and they had Mayor Pete in the middle of the picture. I'm like, uh-huh. wait a minute. How is Mayor Pete in that picture? <laughs> oh, he supports the Green New Deal. Not exactly. He doesn't support the version of the Green New Deal that you say. He says there should be a Green New Deal, that we should be thinking about the planet. And I think most people that are, you know, somewhat semi-literate, <laughs> I think that. Clearly, there is climate change occurring on this planet. Clearly. And it's kind of nice that we have a guy out there running for president that's open to some ideas. And, 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 and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. 
You think that uh, AOC's idea on uh, the Green New Deal is radical? Why don't you propose your own idea to fix the climate? Don't call her a socialist. Don't call her names. That's not going to solve the problem. Ideas solve the problem. Used to be in America, somebody proposed an idea and somebody else proposed another idea. And then they had to work it out. Come to an agreement on what would actually be the policy of the country. Everybody would give a little. Everybody would get a little. You wouldn't get everything you want. You wouldn't lose everything you want. And you'd meet in the middle. It's called compromise. Been a dirty word since 2010. Dirty word since 2010. When the extreme Tea Party wing of the Republican Party took hold of the Republican Party and ultimately led to Donald Trump being elected president. Used to be a thing called compromise. Used to be able to propose an idea, have somebody propose another idea, and meet in the middle. Not anymore. No. Doesn't happen anymore in American politics. What happens in American politics today is somebody proposes an idea and then somebody on the other side says that's socialism. That's socialism. They don't come back. The Republicans don't come back with ideas. Ideas. They'd have to have people who thought if they wanted ideas. The only idea they have is how do we cut taxes more and give more back to the rich? They don't have any ideas. If they had ideas, they'd be putting them out there. President says he's going to have a health care plan, but wait till after the election. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to be great. Uh, no, it's not. And if you trust him, you're an idiot. Okay? You're an idiot. All right. I think we've all had enough tonight. <laughs> I want to remind you all to seek the truth. Blessing. Question everyone. Question everything, America, even me. And read that report, every page of it. Seek the truth, America. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look hard enough. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed. We drink ourselves stupid, work ourselves dead, and all just because that's what mom and dad said we should do. Han Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This podcast was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Joe Tex. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited LLC. I'm Peter Hargarden, the senior producer of podcasts here, and on behalf of everyone who worked on the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. 
To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at foustudios.com. <laughs>